Let's get going. Okay, so today's daf is daf Kufir Aleph, page 111 in the Hilgim Mezachas Bavakama. We are on the final daf of Parak HaGaisal Eitzim. And we pick up at the two dots, two lines from the top of Kufir Aleph, Amar Aleph, the last word on the line. We're up to Nosan Esakesef Liahiriv Bechulu. We gave a, the Mishnah gave a fascinating uh, case that somebody steals from a convert and now the convert dies, he's going to be returning the money to the, uh, the Kahanim. And we wanted to know if you gave it to the Mishmar of one Hebra, of one family, and you gave the Asham to one family and the money to another family, you have fulfilled your obligation if the Asham is, uh, is still around. If the Asham is no longer around, then you're going to have to repeat the process. Okay, here we go. Says the Gemara, three lines at the top of Kufir Aleph, Tan Rabban, the Rabbis learn, so should we, Nasan Asham Lihayr. If the Ganav gives the Asham Karban to Yahayrif, the Yahayrif family, the Kasaf Liyadayo, and the money they give to the Yadayo family, Yachshir Kasaf Eitzel Asham, Yadayo has to give the money to Yahayrif. Whoever brings the offering also is zaycha to the money. Okay, yachzir kesef eitzel asham. Divir Rabbi Yehuda. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. The Chum and the Chum argue and they say, nope. Though the family that got the money doesn't have to give it to the family that got the carbon. It's actually the opposite. Says the Chum. The family that got the carbon has to give the carbon to the family that got the money. Hechidami. Say tomorrow. What are we talking about here? If the money was given, if the asham was given to Yahirav during his week, and then the money went to Yadaya during Yadaya's week, each one should be able to hold on to whatever they received. I mean, it came in during the week of their watch, so why does any one of them need to return it to another? Amar Rabba, Rabba says, now let me explain what the circumstances surrounding this case are. What are we dealing with over here? You gave the Asham to Yahirav in his watch. And then I'll tell you what else he did. During this watch, you gave the money to a different family. So you gave the Asham to the family whose watch it was. You gave the, the animal, but not the money. The money you gave to a different one. And it's not their turn yet. The kesef liyadoya, and you gave the money to yadoya. The mishmarta yahirav during yahirav's week. So now we, let's go into this. Rabbi Yudas of Rabbi Yudah holds kivan lab mishmaras yadoya. Since yadoya has no place here, it's not his watch. Liyadoya kansinale. Let yadoya give it to whoever's watch it is. The whoever's watch it is brings the carbon, and they also get the money. Hilkach yachzir kesef eitzalashon. Yadoya is not your turn. Don't jump. You're going too early. Give it back to. Yedaya's family. I'm sorry, Yedaya should give the money back to Yahiru's family. Rabban and Sabi, Rabban say, who of the kid He says, let me tell you something. Yahiru, who got the carbon and it's their week, let me tell you something. They shouldn't be offering the Asham. You know why? Because there's no money here. Money wasn't given to them. And how do you get a kapara for stealing? What's the main thing we're looking for over here? Returning the money. You're going to take an animal without, as a carbon asham, as a guilt offering, before the guy even does juva, before the guy even does money? Come on. Why'd you take the animal? 
Because you want the parts. What are you doing with this? It's not your place to be even bringing the carbon. We're going to find Yehoiriv. The Yaxer Asher makes Lakash and tell him to give the animal to Yedaya who has the money. Because the main thing is the money, and that is the dispute between Rabbi Huda and the Rabban over where the onus goes. Tani, we learned in a Brisa, Amar Rabbi, Rabbi says, Let's say Yehoiriv, again, the, the guy gave the money to Yedaya and the animal to Yehoiriv. Yehoiriv is not supposed to offer it because the money wasn't returned. They're supposed to receive, right? The, the money wasn't returned. So what are you doing bringing bring the garment? But if, if Yehoiriv went and they offered the animal, Yachser v'yavi asham acher. The Ganav has to bring another carbon asher. V'yakrivinu b'nei Yedaya. And then Yedaya is going to be makar of that second asham and receive the money. And what about the carbon that was brought inappropriately by Yehoiriv? They shouldn't have been makravit, because they're supposed to give it to Yedaya. What if they were makravit? So then we say, they, uh, they're they able to hold on to it. He didn't get a kafara, but they're able to keep um, the parts of the carbon asham. Amri, Lamai Chazi, says, what are they keeping it for? Asham pasuhu. It's not a fit carbon asham. Amarav, Allah, not fit carbon asham could still be used for skins. You're allowed to make benefit of the leather. And therefore, Yehoiriv, if they were makravit, they could still keep the hides. Tiny we learned in a price. So I'm a rebbe. Rebbe says the rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe Yehuda. Im kiyam asham yachzir asham eitzal kasef. According to Rebbe Yehuda, if the animal wasn't brought, then Yehoiriv, whose watch it is, should send it to Yedaya because they have the money. I have a rebbe Yehuda yachzir kasef eitzal asham eslei. Says Gemara rebbe Yehuda. The money goes to the carbon asham. Apparently elsewhere, he said the exact opposite of what we're quoting him to say over here. It says, Gemara, what's the case over here? I'll tell you what happened. It was Yehoiriv's week. And then it ended. What should happen? What should happen? Yehoiriv should say to uh, Yedaya, hey, you know, you took the money when it wasn't your week. You shouldn't have done that. Why'd you do that, Yedaya? This guy gave us the animal, you the money. Why are you holding on to the money? You should say, hey, there's other kind of work at the base of Mikdash right now. That's the one you should give it to. You see from over there that Yehoiriv gave, they were Michalit to the family of Yedaya. And in that case, Rabbi Yudah says Yedaya can keep the money. But in general, if there's no Mechila, then he'll hold that the the money has to go back to the Asham has to go back to Yehoiriv. Tani Idach, we learned in Abraisa similarly. Amar Rabbi, Rabbi says the very Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Mkiyam Asham, if again you brought, you gave Yehoiriv, whose week it is the animal, and Yedaya, whose turn it's not yet, you give them the money. According to Rabbi Yehuda, if the Asham is still around, Yachsar Kesef Eitzel Asham. So then Yedaya has to give the money to Yehoiriv. Shita Hachi says Gemara, okay, we just said that before in the Brisa. Why do you got to quote another Brisa saying the same thing? That's like a rabbi trying to make his drasha a little longer without really adding any chidushim over here. You already said that with the, you already said the same thing. Why are you mentioning it again? What happened was 
both of them have finished their weeks, both Yehoiriv and Yedaya finished their weeks, and after that was all done, and again, Yehoiriv got the animal, Yedaya got the money, they both finished their t- terms in the Beis HaMikdash, and they didn't demand one give it to the other. Yehoiriv didn't demand that Yedaya gives them the money, and Yedaya didn't demand that Yehoiriv gives them the animal. So they might each other. They might just hold on to what they have. Therefore, Rabbi lets us know that even if they weren't teveyat, even if they didn't come to uh, to claim the money, it goes back to the original halacha that we said before, and it's going to go. Oh, I'm sorry. The um, the animal, the money payment is going to go to whoever has the animal. So Yedaya, who received the money, is going to have to um, hand it over to the family of Yehoiriv, who, uh, who brought the actual carbon. period. End of that Gemara. Beautiful. We're now at the two dots. We're at the two dots. Um, second of the wide lines on Kuf Yeralev Amaralev. Back to our mission. Our Mishnah says, If somebody um, brings the money first before the carbon, okay, um, he fulfilled his obligation. He fulfilled his obligation, even if the animal is going to be brought afterwards. Because the main thing to do over here is to return the money. Now, if you were to bring the carbon, before giving the money, it's not going to work really because you're bringing a carbon at the time you're still holding on to the stolen property. You haven't yet returned the main thing that we're looking for over here. Says immediately, what's the source for this? The carbon asham is going to be brought for the kayin. Besides for the aisle, besides for the ram, mechalal de kasaparisha, which implies that, what does it mean besides for the, uh, the ram of kapara? So it's letting us know that first you pay money and then you bring the carbon. Okay, that's the source. First money, then carbon. Amarahu me rabbanan la one of the chachamim, one of the rabbanan said to Rav el miyata, but if that's true, but now, when it says, Besides for the, for the carbon, you should also bring a carbon musaf. You're going to say that also a carbon musaf is brought before the tamid shal shachar? If it means it goes first, why are we bringing that first? A carbon musaf comes after the tamid shal shachar. But Tani will learn the how do we know that the very first animal to be brought as a carbon in the base of Mikdash was the carbon tamid of the morning? And the carbon must have not before it. And he sets up the ayla upon the uh, upon the wood, and this is referring to right after they set up the mizbeach. The ayla went right up on it. What does it mean? The carbon ayla. The first. This is the first one to go up. Okay. So what do you see from here? When it says, Movad, besides for the Isle of Kippurim, it doesn't necessarily mean prior to. It doesn't mean before. 
because by Yom Kippur it certainly doesn't mean before. I'm sorry, by uh, the the carbon shal, the uh, morning carbonus when there's a carb mincha, it, it says mavad by the musaf, and it does not mean that the musaf goes before shachris. Amalei, he said to him, I know I may asher yechaper boy nafka badayin lechiper. I'm not learning it out from the word of mavad. Rather, I'm learning it out from asher yechaper boy that you're going to give my kapara. And guess what? You can't give a kapara with a carbon if the guy's still holding on to the mullah. He's still holding on to the money. What, you're bringing the carbon? Don't make no sense. Therefore, you need to give the money, receive the atonement, and then the carbon could be brought. Okay, here we go. Last piece of Gemara for our perek. Back to our Mishnah. We said, Nasan Lehesekaren Bechulu. If somebody stole money and then swore falsely, he's got to pay the principal plus a fifth, plus the carbon asham. Says the Mishnah, if you paid back the Karen, if you paid back the uh, principal amount, you did get a kapara for the theft. Tonu Rabban on the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. How do we know that if somebody was Mayo Behektish? Okay? But he didn't bring his carbon asham. So a person is mild behektish. You're going to have to reimburse the base of Mekdash. You also bring a carbon. How do we know? If he brought his carbon asham but didn't bring the actual payment, that he still does not have a kapar, he still hasn't been atoned for. Tamud Laimar says in the Pesach, with the aisle of the guilt offering, that is how he has a slicha. That's how he's going to be uh, he's going to be forgiven. We put a ram together with the we put the, the word ram and asham side by side. Okay. How do you know that if you bring a carbon asham before paying back? You have not gotten an atonement, you have not fulfilled your obligation. It says the ayo, the ram of the asham, which means the asham bekvar. The asham that was already brought beforehand. I would think that the same way a carbon asham, uh, a, a ram offering of an asham, is ma'akev, the same way that if you don't bring it, you haven't gotten a kapara if you're back dish. So too, by not paying back the, uh, the additional fifth, it's ma'akev. Therefore, it says with the ram of the asham, it's kapara. Isle of asham ma'akim behekdish. An island of asham and asham are ma'akim behekdish. Bein chaimish ma'akim, but chaimish is not ma'akim. The lamed hekdish mehedit. It says Gemara. I want to learn out the halachas of hedges hekdish from the halachas of hedit behedit mehekdish and the halachas of hedit back from hekdish. And let's say like this: hekdish mehedit. We'll learn out the halachas of hekdish. Should be similar to somebody who steals a regular person. Again, if I'm myoba hektish, I used hektish's property in a, really through in a robber way, right? Stealing. Now that I use hektish inappropriately, so I would say learn out the laws of hektish from, uh, uh, from the laws of hetyet and vice versa. Ma'asham the hasam karen, just like by by um, uh, when you steal from somebody. So it's Hasam Karen. When it says the carbon Asham, it's referring to the principal amount that you stole, like we saw yesterday. Af Asham the Karen. So to the Hasham over here, 
when a person is by a hektish, is referring to you pay back the principal amount that you used. Excuse me. From the laws of hektish, ma hektish ain't chaymish ma'akev. Just like if a person is by a hektish, to get a kapara on that, you're supposed to pay fifth. But let's say you haven't paid fifth. You do it once it's, the, it's initially returned. You get your kapara. So to buy a hadid, when you steal from a regular person, the fact that you don't pay back the extra fifth does not get in the way of atonement for the robbery. You have to pay it as a way of swearing falsely, but as far as kapara of the robbery, that is accomplished as soon as the principal payment was given. Hadron Allah al Aitzim, Hadron Allah al Aitzim, Hadron Allah al Aitzim will return to you. Everybody who completed the holy ninth parak of Mesachus Babakama, and now we begin the tenth and final parak of the Mesachta as we turn to Daf Kufyud Aleph Amud Bey's 111b. All right, here we go. Here we go. This parak is going to focus on primarily theft. Theft, which is a situation when I am not the thief, but I have something in my domain that was stolen. How do you handle that? This is a very gray area in a lot of people's lives. I'll tell you, when we're younger and you're out in these places like Times Square and all these public places where people are peddling their wares on the street and they want to sell you a Rolex for $50, and you say, is it real? And they're like, yeah, man, it's real. You say, is it like like real fake? Like, yeah, man, it's real fake, right? But if they're charging 50 bucks, there's two options. Either it's not a Rolex. That's usually what it is. The other one is they stole it. Are you allowed to involve yourself in something that was, and purchase something that was stolen? Now, I'm asking a shayla lechatchila, initially. What happens if it's now after the fact? You bought something, you were trying to be honest, and now it turns out there's something in your domain that was previously stolen. Okay? So a lot, a lot of fascinating halachas of conversations about this, which, which is going to be the focus of the 10th parak of Bavakama. Here we go, top of Kufir Aleph, Omud Beis. Says the Mishnah, Hagaizel umaychel asbanov. A person steals, let's call it food, and he has his kids eat it. Now, did the kids steal? They didn't steal it. They ate it. Now, feeding it to his kids is just an example. It could be any of us. A guy stole and then invited us to his house and we happened to eat it for dinner. Okay, so Michael is or he puts in front of them paturim the, Whoever ate it doesn't need to pay back the original owner. The owner can't come to the one who ate lunch from his uh, from his checked lettuce and say, "Oh well, everybody, uh, you know, you got to pay because you benefited." No, the robber needs to pay. He can't take claim on those who are currently uh, benefiting from it. <laughs> But if it's something that um, was a yesh by achrayis, it was, it was uh, we'll call it real estate, then says the Mishnah, chayavon l'shalem. 
then whoever ate it is obligated to pay. Okay, this halacha needs clarification, needs to be understood. Um, but it's basically saying, even if you do something by mistake, if you steal by mistake, but you benefited from it, yeah, you're responsible to, uh, to make sure that it's reimbursed. But there's a lot of layers to this and a lot to unpack. Here we go, says the Gemara. Omar of Chizr, Chizr says, Somebody steals, the owner does not yet give up hope. So what? He still owns it. It's out of his domain because someone took it, but he never gave up hope. He still owns this baby. Somebody else eats from it. The owner can then go claim and take payment from the thief, the robber, or he can take payment from the person who ate it. My time, why? As long as the owner has not yet given up hope, so it's his domain. So therefore, even when, let's say, a father steals and brings it home to his kids for breakfast, and the kids eat it for breakfast, they didn't actually steal, but it's since, it's, since the owner didn't give up hope, it's always considered in his possession. So I ate something that was in the owner's possession without permission. So the bottom line is, I need to pay. Not else the sin of robbery, but because, you know, it's like an innocent mistake. You still need to pay for it. So now we learned in our Mishnah. Somebody steals and feeds their children. You don't need to pay. It doesn't work out with our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, right, this is just surprise. Our Mishnah says, what's the halacha? That uh, their potter... Here we say you're going to be uh, you're going to be chayiv because as if you took it straight from the owner. No, that's that price is, that says you got to give back is referring to once there's abandonment, once there's yish. But over here, since there's no yish, it still belongs in the owner's domain. Hence, whoever eats it is going to have to pay. Okay. If the father left it in front of them also, the putter from paying. This is coming to teach me. The rishos of an inheritor is like the, is like the domain, the rishos of a purchaser. Okay. What happens if you buy something from somebody and then, and then the, there was a lien on the field? The halacha is, the guy who had the lien has to first go to available property. He can't take from you. If it's not left, then he can come back to you. you got to first take from available property of the owner. So Rabbi Muhammad says, it seems to be the same thing over here. Right? You see anything over here? That um, the, uh, the, uh, this guy stole. Now he, he, right, he stole in the first case in the Mishnah. Now he, and he feeds his kids. So, Bottom line is, whether or not it's here, they're going to be obligated. I'm sorry, only the father's obligated to return it, and the kids are not. Rav Amar Rav says, He says, let me tell you something. The domain of a Yerish, of an inheritor, is not similar to a domain of somebody who bought it. Now, what do we mean by domain? We mean by rights of ownership. If somebody were to want to come now and take it away, what sort of rights of ownership does this person have? So he says, Rishus Yairish, Lav Kirishus Dami. It's not like one who is, um, it, it's not like somebody who, who bought it and they, uh, they completely acquired the property. But here we're done with, they inherited it and now they ate it. They ate it for breakfast. So it's not here. 
Since it's not here, can you demand the kids return it? What are they going to do? Throw it up? It's not here. I so what's the owner going to do? Say, so pay me. What are they going to say? We didn't steal. So we didn't steal, and we don't have it. What do you want from us? Says the Gemara, "How many times he say it must be it is here. They didn't eat it up yet. If the father left them real property, then they would the, the real property would be responsible to be used to make payment. But Rebbe taught Rav Shimon his son. We're not really dealing with real estate with with a dover, something that has uh, real achrayis. That's not the type of. Uh, um, situation that we're dealing with, he says, let me tell you something, says Rebbe to his son, Reb Shimon. If somebody steals a cow and dies, and the inheritor plows with the cow, or chamar, somebody stole a donkey and died, and he's, you know, he's walking behind it, but guiding it where to go. Children even though they didn't steal, are obligated to return it out because of its, its kibarav. Now, how's this kibarav? This is very important. Very, very important. If somebody's father steals and dies, the kids now have it. Even if you find general loopholes for the kids to say, listen, what sort of payment do you want from me? Rebbe tells us an important foundational idea, societal and parent. And that is, very nice. They didn't actually steal. But, if they were to keep the cow, if they were to keep the donkey, and say, we didn't have it, it's going to do with me. You know what everybody's going to say? Oh, we know that cow. We, know we recognize it. That's Yanko's cow. It's Yanko's donkey. Oh, you know what happened? Their father stole it. That's a terrible zilzal degradation, I think is the word. Of the father's name. And therefore their kibbutz is to not keep the property that their father stole. Or everybody's going to say, oh, there's Yanko, you know how he got it, and his father stole. Okay? So you know why you give it back? Because of kibbutz. Says the Gemara, you're right. Rebbe had a whole different approach. Allah Marava rather Rav explains, and he says, when uh, he said, uh, I'm sorry, when I die, says Rava, Rav Aishia is going to come to accompany me, because I explained the Mishnah like him. Explain the Mishnah like him. Now what does he mean he's going he's gonna, to... Uh, um, what does it mean he's going to come to him? So he says, he's in Gan Eden, he's going to have a karasat, the Ravish is going to have a karasat type because I explain the Mishnah like his Braisa, the Tony Ravish, what did Ravish teach us? If somebody steals and gives food to his children, put from paying, if you put it in front of them, and if, if it's here, you got to give it back. If it's not here, if the father gave them real property, so then you're obligated to pay because there's real property and there is a, there's a shibut, there's a, there's a lien on it. Amar Mara, the Tana taught us, 
Name it after you of He said, if it's not here, then they don't need to give back the owner, which is a challenge on Rav Chista's opinion. No, that's only dealing with after Yish. And after Yish, I agree that there's no obligation for the children to return it because the owner has completely abandoned it and given up hope. Omar Mar, the Tana taught us. Um, yeah, let's do one, one more piece. Omar Mar, the Tana taught us. Gezela Kayamas, if what was stolen is around, Chayab on the Shalim, then they're obligated to return it. Name of David Yifta, the Rami Bar Chama. Let's say this is a challenge on Rami Bar Chama, because Rami Bar Chama says that it's considered a change of property as soon as the inheritors get it, so they should acquire it. Why Taka does the Bryce say that they need to give it back if it's here? They should acquire it. Shinarishus. It changed domain. Why are they going to give it back? That price is referring to top of tomorrow's daf. The fnei is to give it back. His owner hasn't yet abandoned it. He hasn't given up hope. But in a chanami, it's, but in a chanami, it would be true that if it was the achar yish, if it was after yish, they would be permitted to keep it. We're going to hold it here for today. Tomorrow we're going to go back a little bit to Rami Bar answer. We'll go back to the bottom of Amud Beis because that's going to lead us into a short piece of tomorrow's daf. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Shabbat.